Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. We have a special show for you this week, Clubbers. This week, we are practicing setting boundaries. Now, such an enormous subject, we felt we needed a little bit of expert help. So rather than Lauren and I just doing our normal deep dive into the research ourselves, we have sought advice from the boundary expert herself, Nancy Levin. Nancy will tell us all we need to know about boundaries in our interview that's coming up. And then Lauren and I will discuss how we got on with the week's practice after that. Nancy Levin is a master coach, podcast host, and best-selling author of several books. Formerly the event director at Hay House for over a decade, Nancy is the founder of Levin Life Coach Academy, offering in-depth coaching, training, and certification programs designed to support students to make themselves a priority by setting boundaries that stick. You can visit her online at www.nancylevin.com. Nancy's actually already a good friend of Self Care Club. She came on the show earlier this year to talk all about her book, Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free, which we read for our book club. And she was amazing. She was absolutely brilliant, which is why we got her back on. I can't believe it. And did a whole week on it. And she is even more amazing this time around. So in today's chat, we asked Nancy all about boundaries, what they actually are, why it's important to have them, what happens to you when you don't set them, how setting boundaries will benefit your life and how to start implementing them. Nancy gives us golden nugget after golden nugget. So grab a pen and a notepad, sit back and enjoy. Nancy, welcome to Self Care Club. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We're delighted to have you. I'm so happy to be here with you. We we are we were so excited when you said yes to this week because we just knew that it was going to be a really juicy, fun week if you were involved. And you are giving us our practice this week. You have given us our directions and our instructions. You are also giving our listeners their challenge of the week, which is going to come out on Friday, which I hope they're excited about. So can we start at the very beginning of boundaries? Absolutely. <laughs> can you tell us what is a boundary? Yes. So I define boundaries as the limits that we set around what we will or will not do, will or will not tolerate, and will or will not accept. So first of all, we each have our own boundaries. So my boundaries are very personal to me. Yours are personal to you. And first and foremost, my boundaries are between me and me, even if they involve another person. I love that. Yeah. That that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because tell us why that feels so powerful. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that I hear often, and I imagine you do as well, is so-and-so crossed my boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
I'm here to say that if your boundaries are being crossed, you are actually the one crossing them. So it's really up to us to set our boundaries and to hold our boundaries. It's not up to anybody else. How do you know if you are a person who has a problem with boundaries? As in, what traits might you show or what might be going on in your life? And you would look at that person and say, you are a person who needs to put boundaries in place. So first of all, I always say that resentment, rising resentment is a telltale sign boundary needs to be put into place. People most susceptible to either not setting boundaries or overstepping their own boundaries are our classic people pleasers, Ah. peacekeepers, conflict avoiders, the people who don't want to rock the boat, the people who are overly concerned with someone else's experience instead of their own. These are the kinds of people who most often will either not set a boundary or will cross their own boundary. And I hear so often when I'm just in conversation with people and someone might be upset about something and I might suggest, well, why don't you talk to them? And Oh no, I don't like confrontation. It drives me nuts. I don't like confrontation as in like an honest conversation is seen as such a negative, it has such negative tones to it. What is that about? Like, why do we run from, you know, in inverted commas, confrontation? Yes. So a couple of things I'll say here. First is the more we avoid any kind of confrontation or conflict externally, the more we are amplifying it internally. And most of us think that avoiding conflict or confrontation is going to have us avoid an argument or a fight, right? But here's the deal, because I'm all about cozying up to conflict, because I think that our conflict is really just an illumination of our differences. So it's really, it's really a space to allow us to be able to say, here's my truth and here's your truth. Now, here's where it gets interesting. A relationship that is built on a solid, honest foundation can handle yeah. your truth and mine. Yes. So what I believe is that we avoid conflict because we don't actually want to see that our relationship itself doesn't really hold water. <gasps> that there's a bigger wow. that there's a bigger choice to make. Oh my god. Do you think that on a subconscious level people know that as in they know that they don't they don't want to have that confrontation because their relationship isn't secure enough for that other person to have it for it to withstand it or that it's not secure enough for them, you know, for themselves. And that's why I think we go to this really extreme either or thinking. You know, we go to this place of if we have an argument, we're going to break up. Or, you know, if we have an argument, I'm going to get fired or something like that. If we have conflict or confrontation. And the truth of the matter is it's never that extreme. And we wouldn't even have that kind of fear if we believed we were on solid ground in the relationship. I mean, that is light bulb moment happening right now. If I think back to all the honest 
difficult conversations I've had to have in my past, the ones where I've really stressed about it and the ones I've just, like for my perfect example, my husband, whereas mm-hmm. I can enter into a very honest, direct conversation with him at any given moment because I don't have that worry that he's suddenly, yeah. our relationship can't withstand it. Yeah. Nodding. yeah. Right. So, and I think about like my closest girlfriends. It, this is, you're blowing my mind, Nancy. You are blowing my mind. This is absolutely brilliant. So what are the, why, why should we implement boundaries? I know that feels like an obvious thing to ask or it's an obvious answer, but what are the benefits of us having boundaries and standing by them? I love this. So most of us seem to relate to boundaries as a restriction, a yeah. restraint, a yeah. deprivation, yes. some way of holding back or pushing back. Yeah. And I really invite everyone listening to experience boundaries as being expansive. Boundaries really are the way that we can carefully choose and consciously curate the content of our own lives. Because at at the root, boundaries are simply what's okay and what's not okay for me. And I get to choose. And what do you gain by getting to choose? So, you know, my book is called Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. So so I I will go on the record saying, when you have really clear, healthy boundaries that you set and that you hold and that you are taking responsibility around freedom is limitless. And part of this is really being able to move out of being in the role of victim and blaming everybody else for the circumstances of your life. Yes. Moving from that into this responsible and empowered place to create the life that you want to live how you want to live it. I was just going to say, like, it sounds so simple and so easy and so manageable. And so, because, you know, it's just, well, this is what I choose to accept. And this is what I don't. And we might differ on that, but that's it. Like there's no story attached to it. There's no, oh, I'm going to upset them. Or, oh, we're going to have a massive argument. Oh, they're going to be offended. And they're not going to speak to, there's none of that noise. It's just simple and clear. And it really can be. And it can be done with grace and with love. And it can really come from the place of, you know, I'm opening a page of my operating manual so you can read it. You know, I'm nice. giving piece <laughs> of my puzzle, <laughs> you know? And one of the things that I really, you know, often think about around this is when we are so afraid to reveal the truth of who we are or what's true for us, And we're in this constant position of acquiescing or agreeing. We then don't really give the other person any gauge to trust our yes or our no, for example. Mm. So this is one of the things that comes up so often in boundaries is, you know, saying yes when we want to say no. Yeah. And we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We don't want someone to be disappointed, you know, all the things. And if I just keep saying yes all the time, there's really, I'm not building any trust around what's true because I'm just constantly saying yes to you. And so we really need to get clear on our no so that we can really free the true yes. Do people who do this work 
find that others around them can react to it. As in, hey, you used to be much more compliant than yes. you're being now. Like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. So, you know, part of it is that we're changing the rules of engagement in the relationship. And it is about being honest and just mm-hmm. saying, you know, I have recognized that I've been living a certain way and I'm needing to make some changes. One of the most important keys in boundary work is keeping it on me, keeping it on the I. So to be really clear, a boundary is not, you need to do something different. A boundary is not an ultimatum. Mm. A boundary really is just, here's what's okay and not okay for me. And here's what I'm going to do to take care of myself. Just wanted to say, Nancy, I really feel like I need to put you in my pocket and carry around with me all day. <laughs> That's like been our conversation for a lot of the week between the two of us. We've been having that conversation. But <laughs> what what happens if the other person just goes, I don't accept that? So we don't need someone else's buy-in around our boundaries. Because- <laughs> Nicole's loving <laughs> I'm like literally, my hands are sweating. I'm like... This has been the best part of my day. Of course we don't. It's so obvious when you say it. Yeah, because we're not really asking anyone else to do anything different. So it really doesn't matter. And I don't mean that from a disrespecting place or a careless place. I just mean that if I say, you know, if I say I'm not going to do something or I say I'm going to do something, and then I also say, here's what I'm going to do to take care of myself and I stick to it, That's all that matters. That's why I will often say my boundaries are between me and me, even if they involve someone else. So it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do. It's up to me. And this is also what keeps me clean with myself. Okay. So how do you manage if there is fallback, which there can be, and I'm totally hearing you like, my boundaries is my responsibility. How I feel about this and what I choose to accept in my life is mine. How you choose to react or respond is yours. And I don't need to take that on. Like I get, I get it completely and I love it. How do you stop it from getting messy? How do you separate yourself from that response or reaction? Yes. So, you know, the way I say what you just said is it's not our responsibility to manage anyone's response to our truth. Say it again. Yeah. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) It's not our responsibility to manage anyone else's response to our truth. So this is where I really talk about having what I call a company line. So So it's really the thing that I say, you know, I'm just gonna think of an example. Uh, okay. Let's just say, and I may have even given, I can't even remember. I may have given this example in your podcast last time. Uh, you know, my mom calls me all day long and expects because I work from home that I'm always available. And so I set the boundary with her, letting her know, Hey mom, I'm just letting you know that I I'm busy throughout the day and I will return your call after 6 PM. Now, I didn't say, mom, stop calling me. And I didn't say, mom, don't leave me 100 messages. I just simply (laughs) said, do what you do, you know, whatever. And I'll call you. And here's when I'll call you back. So if she wants to come in with, well, if I call you, it means I really need to talk to you. Mom, I will call you back after 6 p.m. 
well, how do I know that, you know, your sister's okay? Mom, I'll call you back after 6 p.m. And you might have to say that 27 times, but that's what will actually de-escalate a situation that could go into a lot of things said that don't need to be said. Yes. All you're doing is standing in what's true for you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and, you know, we can say things like, mom, I get that you might not like that you can't talk to me every moment that you want to. I, I get that. I really do. And it doesn't work for me to interrupt my day so often to get on the phone with you. So again, it's, it's just restating what's okay for me. Okay. Would you say, because Nicole and I always cover this in every show, we do all the mm-hmm. benefits and then yep. we have to look at the downsides. Are there any downsides to having boundaries and setting boundaries? You know, I will often say that there are consequences mm-hmm. to okay. setting boundaries or not setting boundaries. And I, I don't want to, I'm not going to presence this as a downside, so to speak. Okay. But we have to look at it. Am I willing to, you know, am I willing to live with the consequences of setting this boundary or not setting the boundary? And so in a situation where we know the boundary does need to be set, but we actually consciously make the choice not to, and then I really need to be in right relationship with that. I need to know I made the choice and it's up to me to actually temper my resentment or temper my expectations. So that's that's how I would say that. Oh, there's there's no blame. There is you are you cannot throw this anywhere else apart from on yourself. It's it's <laughs> mortifying, it's liberating, it's brave, it's hard. It is it, it takes a lot of strength. And we we're, we're doing it all week. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) I have to say at times it's putting me in a little bit of a bad mood because, and we'll talk about this a bit later in the show, but yeah, I'm I'm seeing things that I don't really want to see. Yes. And And I'm and I'm feeling the stress of I'm such a conflict avoider. That's my problem. Yeah. 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 And have you would you agree, Lauren, that once you see it, you can't unsee it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. And that's a sticky place to sit in because now I know that I've got to do something. I've either got to let it go or I've got to step into setting my boundary. And either one are <laughs> right. Either one is it, 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 it is difficult. With consequence. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's that's true. You know, that's true. And the invitation here I really believe is you know, am I willing to give myself permission to consider my needs at least as much as I'm considering the needs of everybody else, at least as much. And then am I willing to consider my needs even more? And then am I willing to consider my needs first? And then are we going to throw in the word selfish? I want to whisper it. We always can throw in the word selfish. (laughs) (laughs) That is clapping. (laughs) I know because I love it because most and I will, I, I very rarely want to go into like the stereotype of the gender binary, but I will say most women yes. really disown their selfishness to such a degree that they pride themselves on being selfless. And in selfless, we disappear. 
We vanish. And it's not an either or. We can call upon the quality of selfishness and call upon the quality of selflessness in different moments. But the more we push away selfish, the more we are going to be triggered by selfishness behavior around us. Oh, oh. (laughs) Didn't you have an example the other day, Lauren, with this? Was it you that said it about... It might not have been you, but it was someone's husband was just chilling out, sitting at home. They hadn't cleared up what needed to be cleared up and they were just enjoying the Sunday papers. I'm sure this was you. And you felt really triggered by it because, well, you can't sit down because you've got stuff to do and the washing up needs doing. And how dare he sit down whilst all that's, you know, and that's just being triggered by the fact that he is doing what you want. Yeah. That you want to do. I hear this all the time. Yeah. No, Nicole, we were talking about Glennon. And Abby, <laughs> yes. that story. Glennon Doyle did it, yes. Abby yes. was watching yes. TV and yes. Glennon was feeling so angry and she realized that her anger wasn't that Abby was relaxing, was that she was jealous. Yes. She didn't feel that she could relax. Could sit down on a Wednesday afternoon. Permission. Oh right. my God, it's exactly. got to the point where I think Glennon Doyle is now my friend. Is, is I me. Need to get you think she's me? Wait, isn't she our, aren't Glennon and Abby our friends? No, they're yes. not our friends. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. They're in my ears twice a week. They are definitely my Same. friends. <laughs> Same. Um, and that's really interesting, isn't it? So mm-hmm. is that an indicator, like when we're feeling irritated by something or triggered by something, is that, an, is that an indicator that it is something that we wish we could do in our life? Yeah, it, it really, it goes both, it goes two different directions. So the parts of ourselves that we don't want to be, that we pride ourselves on not being. So I know for, for Glennon and for me, <laughs> it's lazy. <laughs> That's, I mean, I've heard her talk about it and for me, it's like, you know, lazy. And so the perception is of someone just chilling out and relaxing is lazy, right? And so we'll get triggered by that behavior because we've disowned our laziness and we overcompensate by being overachievers, by being type A, by being go, 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 you know, the whole thing. What it really is 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 an invitation to how can I reclaim lazy so that I'm no longer projecting it out onto others and feeling triggered by it. That if I reclaim my own lazy, and so then I have to actually find how laziness shows up in me. It might not present in the same way. So I have to find my version of laziness and then be able to say, I am lazy, which, right? (laughs) And I'll tell you, there was a time I could not say that sentence without, you know, blowing up in hives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but to be able to really say I am lazy. And it doesn't mean I'm lazy 24/7. It just means I have the capacity to be lazy. And you know, I look at this, so I'll also share the flip side of this. The flip side of this is we also project out onto others qualities that we wish we had that we don't think we have. So we project, you know, so if we see someone who we really admire, who we feel enthralled by, who inspires us, and we are enamored with their, you know, creativity or their generosity or, you know, their brilliance, whatever it is, it's actually an indicator that we need to reclaim that for ourselves as well. Anything we see in someone else exists within us. So how do I then cultivate my creativity? 
you know, my brilliance, my generosity. And so from this place, I really look at it as if, you know, the moon is whole, right? And we see the whole, we see the full moon. Obviously we don't see the whole moon because it's round, (laughs) but we see, you know, we see the whole, we see the full moon. And even when there's a, you know, even when there's a waxing or waning moon or a half moon, the whole moon is still there and we're the same. You know, we are whole, we are whole period. There are just parts of ourselves that we want to keep in darkness. And there are parts of ourselves that we have not yet dusted off and woken up and reclaimed. Love it. I mean, that is just incredible. It really is. (laughs) Thank you. And I guess the final question is, where does someone begin? Mm. And it's a big question. Yeah, no, but here's, I mean, here's really the place to begin. Mm -hmm. So especially for those of us who are really other referenced, really tuned in to what will they think? What will they say? What will they feel? All of that, you know, really in response to someone else. The first step is to, is to slow down and really go inside to what do I think? What do I feel? What do I need? What do I want? I love that. And just starting there is really a huge reorientation for most of us. Beautiful. And that came up on our people-pleasing episode, didn't it, Lauren? Yeah, it did. How to stop people-pleasing. And it was just change that dialogue. And that question, what do I think, what do I want, is life-changing. I agree. Nancy, you are totally fabulous and so inspiring to be around and I could talk to you forever. And I am so thrilled that you have come back on this show. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I will come back anytime. We will have you (laughs) anytime. Thank you. Great to talk to you. You too. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further.
This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. So let's have a quick chat about how you and I are with our own boundaries. Go on then. Well, I'm pretty terrible. No, you're not. I think so. Really? I think so. I, I think so. I think I, I I allow myself to be manipulated and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then when I hit a final wall, there'll be a boundary, but it's quite a long way down the line. And that's probably, is that at the point where you're tired and depleted and sort of resentful and pissed off that you've got to that point? Yeah, it's the, it's the end. It's yeah. the end of the rope. Yeah. Well, as Nancy says, and she repeats all the time, your boundary is between you and you. Yes. Even if it involves another person. Yes. And I think that's so true because nobody can push your boundary you are pushing it yourself or you're allowing it to happen once you hear that and process it it's it's a big thing yeah it's but I think it's very empowering Mm. because it means that you can change it Mm. because you're not dependent on someone else doing what you need them to do yeah or to read your mind yeah and despite all that you know the word selfish always pops up for me that's a big thing right so in terms of like, can you give us an example of where your boundaries... Well, anyth- where you- anything that I would say no to, anything, I would always worry that I would be being perceived as selfish. Okay. And I, that doesn't sit okay with me. Okay. So I think a lot of the time I would rather overstep my own boundary for the sake of not being seen as selfish. Well, I'd be really interested to see how you got on with this week because I think it was... Very revealing. Mm. How uh, are you with boundaries? I, I'm pr- I'm pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty good. I'm pretty in certain areas. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, when it comes to work, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily this podcast, but um, my hairdressing work yeah. and my coaching work, yeah. I am very very boundaried. Mm. I do my hours, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. There is there is no there is no leeway mm. around it. And I I've said this before on the show. Mm. I've had to, you know, when I was running a very busy hair salon, everyone always wants a piece of you. Yeah. And you learn very quickly that once you're giving it out all the time, yeah. you're just exhausted. Yeah. And I could have worked eight days a week, yeah. 25 hours a day. Yeah. So I learned very quickly how to say no mm-hmm. um, and to stick to it. I'm also better with my work life boundaries than I am with my personal life boundaries. I would yes. say I find it easier. Yeah. It is easier. It is easier. Well, it's, it's clearer. Yes. This is when I work. This is when I don't. Yeah. But I have been called, and I've said this on the show before, scary many, 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 many times. But if you were a man, you wouldn't be. No, I know. And I'm firm 
yeah. is what I am. I'm firm and bounded. Mm. Um, and a lot of my clients joke, oh, I didn't want to be late because you're a bit scary. Well, I'm not scary. I'm just running a tight ship and I don't want to keep my next client waiting. And, you know, it's it's all because I'm wanting to keep on time for everybody. Yeah. So I don't appreciate that tag on me. Fair enough. Um, how, how did you feel going into the week? I knew that there were areas that needed looking at that I'd kind of been avoiding. Okay. Areas where I felt a little bit resentful, mm. where I felt a little bit um, pushed mm. all the time, mm. or I was doing things I didn't really want to do. And I had a feeling that it wasn't going to be the easiest of weeks. Mm. And you? How did you feel? I knew it would be a good practice for me. I knew, okay. it would, I knew that doing it would serve me well. Nice. Um, and also being told, this is, your, this is what you have to do this week. Yes. Yeah, that was good. So we we didn't even choose the practice. Nancy has actually set the boundaries practice for us. Yes. So should we have a listen? Yes. Hi, Lauren and Nicole. Nancy here with your boundary challenge. So a couple things to remember that your boundaries are very personal to you and they're between you and you, even if they involve another person. So your boundaries are simply your limits around what you will or will not do, will or will not tolerate, and will or will not accept. And your boundaries are not only yours to set, but also yours to uphold. So it's not anyone else's responsibility to honor or respect your boundaries. So first challenge is when a direct request comes in this week, if you are ready to say no, say no. If you are not ready to say no, simply say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. So in other words, we are taking the knee-jerk yes out of the equation and building in a pause for you to determine if it's truly a yes for you. A yes is about desire. A knee-jerk yes is about responsibility, obligation, not wanting someone to be angry, not wanting someone to be disappointed, wanting to be the hero. And so a knee-jerk yes is actually a no. So if a request comes in and you're ready to say no, say no. If not, simply say, I'll get back to you tomorrow so you can build in the time to really consider if it's a yes for you. Second challenge is when you feel yourself pulled to another, whether you want to call it codependency or you want to call it other referenced, when you're feeling a pull to another, thinking about what they want, what they need, what they feel, what they think, take a moment to build in the pause yet again and consider what you think, what you feel, what you need, what you want. And once you're clear on what that is, offer that. Offer that. This can be something as simple as someone saying to you, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? And instead of just going along with and acquiescing whatever they want, really consider what do you want and then name it. So that's our practice. Yeah. So. There's something we haven't mentioned. Yeah. We had an interesting conversation about boundaries a couple of nights ago. Yes. That we were going to mention on the show. We did. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
you, we were doing our first live. Yeah. So obviously we're recording this a few, quite a few weeks before it goes out. So yes. we had just done our first live on YouTube. Yes. Which was very daunting. For me. For you. Well, for both of us, we hadn't done it before. Mm. So we didn't know what to expect, but you were a bit, you were more nervous than I was about it. Very. Yes. And when we were stood outside the studio that night, what did you say to me? What did I say to you? Well, you weren't speaking to me. I mean, in a funny way, you weren't speaking to me. You weren't really, you'd been ignoring me all day. I'd been ignoring you all day, but you had perceived the reason why I was ignoring you wrongly. Which was my fault because I didn't tell you why I was Why did I think you you. Were... you just thought I was not speaking to you slash I was ignoring you. But what I was... As, act... as in because you were pissed off about the live. No, but what I was actually doing was feeling very, very anxious and nervous and dreading it. And you were so excited and all the messages in our group were like, I'm so excited, I can't wait. And I didn't want... It's exactly the same as the mirror thing. I, I In this case, I didn't want to bring all my anxiety and my <laughs> shit to your happy party. I didn't want to. I was like, I can't tell you. I can't really bring it because it, it might bring you into a bad place when we've actually just got to do the show. So the best thing is just for me to retreat, stay silent, say nothing. And that's the best policy. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just should have said to you, I'm feeling very anxious and I can't talk to you today. Yeah, that would have been great. So anyways, then you said to me outside, I said, are you like, are you not, you've been ignoring me all day, what's going on? And then you said, you you said it very tongue in cheek that, what did, what did you say? You've forced me to do this live. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to do it. And you forced yeah. me to do it. Yeah. And what did I say? You said your boundary is between you and you. And if you didn't want to do it, then you should have said no. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> and when we discussed that a couple of days, because I didn't remember, you brought it up with me. Yeah. And you said, you said, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to hear. God, it, it really is actually. Especially like in that moment when you're feeling really fucking anxious anyway. And someone's like, well, I don't give a fuck about how anxious you're feeling. You crossed your own boundary, so fuck you. And you're like, okay. okay. I'll just sit with it on my own I'll then. Just... <laughs> but anyway, it was fine. It was, it was more than fine. More than it was fine. great. We had yeah. a great time. We had a great evening. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll just be a bit kinder next time. Maybe I'll be a bit more communicative next yeah. time. There you go. We both learned things. We did. So there we go. Yeah, it was a, le- nice. a good lesson learned. Okay. So two opportunities presented themselves uh, for boundaries to be put in place this week. I will start with a voice note. Okay. Tonight is some social drinks with a child, one of my children's classes. And... <sighs> Well, I've just found my boundaries. I feel kind of obliged to be there. I don't really want to be there, not because I don't want to be with any of these people, because they're all completely delightful. But it's been a really long week. I'm really tired. It's a good 45-minute drive there, and then 45 minutes home. I've got to leave the kids, rush. No. And... No. Life is short, yes. as another mother just told me. You really should only be doing the things that you want to do. Yes. And I don't want to be doing this tonight. So I have said, sorry, I can't make it. I haven't given a longer excuse or explained it away. I've just apologised and excused myself. I feel 
so relieved that I haven't got to go and like rush through the kids' dinner, dolly myself up, do this hour and a half drive to make small talk and chit chat. It's really, um, it's like a freedom. Yeah. Well done. Now, I have to be totally honest. I really obviously wanted to say no. I couldn't really put the pause in because it was that night. Well, I suppose the pause was kind of agreeing to go. And then it wasn't like you have to go with a gun to your head. But I knew there was always the opportunity to not go. But I did have to have a text exchange with another mother who I really like in the class. I was like, are you going? She said, no. And I explained to her all the things I've just said in my voice note. And she went, you know what? Life is short. Yeah. You should only be doing the things you want to do. So in a way, she, I felt a bit like she gave me the permission. Nice. Which yeah, she did. Which she did, but... She, it should have come more from me than okay. me needing that little bit of validation from someone else. As in, that muscle is not exercised in me enough that I still needed someone to validate it for can I, me. Can I ask, if we weren't doing this week, yeah. would you, that have played out differently? Um, it really helped that we were doing this week. <laughs> it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. But do you think you would have stepped into that, no, I'm not going? I don't think I would have done because I felt really obliged, especially like with COVID and there hasn't really but been the opportunity. But also, to be exactly with these since and, COVID, yeah, I feel my boundaries are even thicker over this because life is short and precious, and I cannot be bothered to do things I don't want to do anymore. But you know, this the thing is, I do feel there are a lot of people who are still still sort of using it as an excuse when it suits them. And as in what then it's not COVID safe or I don't feel... Yeah, just not turning up to stuff because actually they just can't be shagged, but they use COVID as an an excuse sometimes. And also I think people have been a bit institutionalised within their own homes and it's caused a lot of social anxiety. Definitely. And that definitely wasn't the case with this. It was just... You didn't want to go. It was just what it was. It was just what it was. You found your no. I found a no. And then it reminded me of this quote by Deepak Chopra. I have a few like quotes on my phone that I keep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of this, right? If you obsess over whether you're making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling and action that you experience. Lovely. That's lovely. So lovely. That was kind of how I felt. So that was one. Tick. Well done. I mean that is solid practice. It was a solid no, but it was a solid no with a bit of permission needed to be given. So I'm not giving myself a high grade for that. A medium grade. Medium. These things take time mm. and they take building and as you said the muscle needs to be built you can't go into a gym and just start picking up 20 kilos no, and squatting with it <laughs> um you can't it takes time so next yeah. time that the this thing happens you'll probably say no a little bit quicker i'm sorry i can't make that night yes so that was a social one and then a work one came up so i had an inquiry from a potential client from a, a pregnant woman and i agreed to an initial chat on the phone and we picked up the phone and she said, can we switch to FaceTime? So already, in the most minute way, I felt like she crossed my boundary because I, I'd agreed to a phone call. Yes. And she demanded a FaceTime. Yes. I said yes. 
So I did that. But during this call... So even that piece... Mm. Right. I wonder what Nancy would say about that piece. Can we switch to FaceTime? Mm. And you can say, actually, actually no. Actually, no. Actually, I should have done that. Yes. But I didn't because it felt precious and also really petty. You know, I've never had a conversation with this person before. That I don't want the first thing I say to her to be no. But again, but again, this is why this work is so icky and difficult and liberating, mm. all of it. Mm. There's so many things in, in just mm. that moment yeah. that we are so fixated on how, how that they person think. will perceive it yes. so that we don't stand in what is right and true for yeah. us. It wasn't a big deal for me, but it was like, okay, you're but, but pushing... It, it, it was something. It was something. It was, but you were being pushed into something that you hadn't agreed to. Mm. Well, it doesn't matter what it mm. is. That, that was the fact, It right? was the fact. And as Nancy says, which I have played over again and again and yeah. again and again and again and again and again, and I will play it over again and again, your responsibility is you are not responsible for how someone responds to your truth. So no. the truth is you hadn't agreed to that. Mm. The truth is you didn't want to FaceTime. No. Perhaps, perhaps you had greasy hair and no makeup on and you were sat in your pyjamas. Well, that's just never going to be the case. But, you know. What? I, I will never have greasy hair and no makeup on. I may be in my pyjamas. That is often Oh, I would the case. often have greasy hair and no makeup on. <laughs> I've just never seen you like that. Ever. No, no. But I could be at home. Yeah. If I'm and taking it may not be appropriate call. to yes. be a FaceTime. Anyway. During no, this... but I, I think that is a really, really important... <laughs> I know you want to get on with it. I do. <laughs> Why? This is an important point, right? You said you went in for it, so you crossed your own boundary. She didn't cross it. You I did. did. Correct. Even though it's small. Correct. But already, what that does is chip away at something between the two of you. Already. Correct. And that's what Nancy's talking about. So this stuff, it, it's it's very important that we knock it on the head. So during this call, you may continue. Thank you. A whole load of red flags came up for me. Oh, so the first thing she really wanted to talk about, rather than what do I do and and if anything about me, was what constitutes a refund? Would you refund me if X happens? Would you refund me if Y happens? Which is an odd thing to begin a conversation with. What, what, how does the conversation normally go? Presumably they want to know about... Uh, uh, your... Have you had kids? How long have you been training for? What ha- do you offer? Where yeah. do you, how far away do you live? What's your, e- child, your ethos on childbirth? You know, the sort of questions you would normally ask someone if you're, they're going to be with you during During labor labor. right yes Um, she then wanted to book me on the spot in that moment and I said no (laughs) Um, A I work with a partner who happened to be on holiday and also we interview in person we want to be with you in person Um, also I had not met her partner he was not on the call she had not met my doula partner and I explained that this work is a it's a four-way arrangement it's not something that I just take on without all parties having have met it's it's too important this was met with a real neurotic panic about oh but if we wait till next week then someone else will book you and you're going to get booked and then I won't be able to book you I was like no I've just explained to you my partner's away I'm not going to be taking anyone else on this week there's time don't worry then there was 10 minutes of what else do you offer? What more? What more? Do you do this? Do you offer that? And I said, look, what I offer is myself and 15 years of experience. I don't come with all these bells and whistles. If you want someone who does that, there are plenty of doulas you can find who will. What else? What else? What else? And the feeling I got was nothing is going to be enough Enough. for you. That was like, 
it was like someone was whispering that in well, my ear. Well, because whatever you were saying, she was wanting more from you. Yeah. Even and even in that moment of a phone call isn't, isn't enough. enough. I you need a FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. Then that evening, I get a text message, and the text message says. I want to, I want you to commit to being there and I want it to be you. I don't, you know, is it you or is it you and your partner? I just want it to be you. And I said, I've already explained to you when we spoke earlier that you don't choose if it's me or my partner. It's whoever's there on that day. And you haven't even met her. You, you know what? You may like her a hundred times more than you like me. So also you can't guarantee that because it's such a last minute thing. Well, that's why there's two of you. We don't guarantee that because that's not how it works. We're a partnership. We work together. So I put the pause in place. I said, she is still away. I will get back to you in a couple of days. Nice. And I put the space in there to buy time because I'm obviously not going to make any decisions about who we support without speaking to my partner anyway. Although I already had a very distinct feeling that this was not a non-goer. A no-go. So I spoke to my partner the next day about all my concerns and she just went, no, we're not doing this again. We took one woman on a few years ago over Christmas who we knew at interview was trouble. We walked out the house and I said to her, that woman is trouble. And it was five days from the end of hell. And we regretted it. It was our fault. We should have gone with our gut instincts. So Lesson learned. Yeah. And she made a very good point of saying, you know, this is our mental energy. This is our time. This is our mental space. Are we going to take her on and then feel uncomfortable, annoyed? You can't... She did it in the first In the first... 20 seconds. Yeah. You you can't do the work I do without heart yep. and without goodwill and without feeling. And there can never be a situation where you feel annoyed, irritated or bullied by the person who you are giving. To. You are giving a lot in my work, right? So after this long, we've learned to spot the red flags and, and trust my instincts. So um, here's a little voice recording for you. It's 8.30 Saturday morning. I've just woken up. And as I've woken up, I've just felt really suddenly ready to mark the boundary. So I sent a text to this lady and I said, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to support you. We wish you all the best for a very positive and empowering birth experience. And that was it. It was it was a no, but a nice no. And there were no excuses or apologies I just found the boundary and that feels really good. So as discussed with Nancy, there was a bit of backlash, which I had a feeling... Can I just say one thing I want to mark here? Go on. Um, Nancy says that you can, as she said it in the interview, Mm. you can set a boundary with love and grace. Yeah. And that is what you did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I I tried to anyway. Yeah. I also knew that would not be the end of it. No, because she always wants more. Right. So there was a text back. I'm really disappointed. I feel really upset. I was really looking forward to working with you. Uh, could you juggle this? Could you juggle that? Could you accommodate me? I could, we could try this and that. If it's not that, if it's something else, then okay. And then, you know, I'll have to look elsewhere. So I read it and I just didn't feel that it was required of me to reply again. I love it. Or break my boundary. I love it. Or change my mind. Or 
be or, emotionally manipulated because that's what that text or was. Or explain yourself to someone you don't owe anything to. Correct. So I, I read it a couple of times because I thought, is there is there anything in here that I that warrants a response or a reply? And I thought, no. Thank you. I thank you. <laughs> I <take my laughs> There's something about um, with with a text exchange with someone because I have learned this. I, th- I think this is a COVID thing as well. Just having less tolerance. Like if someone texts me, that's fine. I am not required to text you back within a certain period mm. or at all if I don't want to. No, you're not. Right? I don't owe them anything, depending on who it is. Mm. I don't owe you anything. Let's say a message comes in from Instagram mm. uh, on my personal page mm-hmm. about a, a request, whatever it is. A lot of them come in, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I often now think, I, I don't need to reply to this to say no thank you. Mm. I just ignore it. Mm-hmm. And that feels great. Mm-hmm. You had said your piece... You had been clear. Very clear. Crystal clear. You had been clear. kind. Yeah. And it was still a no. So whatever you replied back, she would have she would have kept going mm. because she wanted to bulldoze you into getting what she wanted. And you didn't allow it. I didn't. And actually now, even now, two days later, I feel relief. Good. That I have not just knee-jerked yes, because exactly as Nancy said, the knee-jerk yes is a no. Because the truth is, I did have, you know, I did have a bit of space. I could have made those dates available. If I juggled a few things and if I'd wanted to, between the two of us, we could have made it work. Um, But I knew it was the wrong decision. I knew it. So... There you go. There's my week. Well, I had a similar thing, actually, and it's just popped up in my head. Yeah. So this isn't massively in my week, but I had a message come in from uh, a hairdressing client. I don't often get those anymore. I don't ever take new clients on. Yeah. And the message read, hello, I've been given your number. Now, normally, if someone gives out my number, they always check with me first. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because all my clients I've had, I've had for years yeah. and years and years. So they know the deal with me. They know I don't take on new clients. Mm. They know I have very little mm. space, etc. I've been given your number by someone. I'm thinking, who? Mm. Would you come over next Sunday mm-hmm. at half past two mm-hmm. to do me and my daughter's hair? Mm-hmm. I need to reply ASAP because I'm desperate. Right. And I thought to myself, well, firstly, I don't work Sundays. Yeah. Secondly, your agenda is not, not my, my problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. So don't demand. I don't know you. I don't even know your name. How dare you demand when I respond to you? I mean, I did respond. Mm-hmm. I don't work Sundays. Many thanks. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Good. But even if I didn't respond, that's okay too. Because you don't get to demand when I respond and when I don't. I mean, seriously. And whoever gave my number out doesn't know me very well because I don't do that sort of work. Anyway, yeah. so that was just a by the by. Let's go with a voice note. Okay. There I was yesterday, second day of our boundary week. And I thought, where am I going to implement some boundaries? I really need to start, you know, doing the work, doing what Nancy's told us to do. And Lauren Mishcon gave me the perfect opportunity. Ooh. We got into a conversation. I'm going to tell it on the show. Oh. Lauren, let's discuss. Oh, oh. <laughs> come on then, let's discuss. You sent me a text. We've been given a, um, we've been gifted something for a show that we're going to do. Yeah. An exercise mirror. We don't, I don't want to go too much into it because we're going to do a show on it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And obviously an exercise mirror is something I've been very excited about. Yep. I knew that you weren't going to be very excited about yep. it, but which is funny in itself anyway. And you sent me a message of basically how much you 
just couldn't get along with this thing. Yeah. And you were like really opinionated about it, which is totally fine. You are completely entitled. And I thought to myself, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't because I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I want to stay loving it. So I think I said to you at one point, what did I say? I said, we're not having this conversation. I'm not having this conversation anymore. Yes. Yeah. And that's my boundary week or something like that. Right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of shut it down and then we moved on to something else. Yeah. So that was my first thing. Was that like a big thing for you? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it didn't even really kind of acknowledge it. It wasn't, yeah, but because your boundary wasn't being pushed. It's not that you would... Why did that push your boundary? Because I I didn't want to hear it. Why? I didn't, because I, it was something I was really enjoying um, and I wanted to stay enjoying it and I didn't want to see it through your eyes. I just, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to keep it where it was for me. Did you feel like it was going to leak my stuff. Well, it's done leak. that before. It's done it before with something. Oh, yes. I th- I think. Of, listen, we work very closely together, right? Mm. So, I'm not suggesting your opinion becomes my opinion because that wouldn't work for the show. But it would definitely nestle in there somewhere. Was it like when you have a really, really, really like nice, really hot new boyfriend, and then you really like <laughs> excited to show him off to everyone, and then you go out with your friends, and then one of your friends is like. I really didn't like it when he said that at the end of the evening. And another one goes, yeah. And also, I really, Nicole, I really didn't like it when he did that to you. And you're like, shit, it's taking the gloss off, yeah. off yeah. the beauty. Exactly that. Oh, or like when you've got a new dress and you love it. Yeah. And then you show it to your best friend. You're like, what do you think? You're like, oh, no, I'm not a fan. Then you don't like it as and much like, anymore. Oh, I don't know if I... So you just... I had a coat, right? Yeah. I had a coat. Yeah. I'm going back years and years. And I loved it. It was from Diesel and it was a very long, full-length denim coat with a big furry collar. It yeah. was very 70s yeah. and I loved it. And I yeah. spent a fortune on it and I yeah. saved up for it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I walked into my friend's house and she said, Bianca from EastEnders wears that coat. And that was it for you? I could not wear. I mean, I did wear the coat yeah. because I'd spent a fortune on it, but I never enjoyed it again. So it was a bit like that. Okay. So you were worried that my opinion was going to take the joy and gloss off this thing that you were really enjoying. Yes. Okay. Interesting. But I feel like if that was like the truth of how much you were loving it, it wouldn't be possible for me to take the gloss off it. And it hasn't. But that's why I just didn't want to have the conversation. Okay. I'm putting that down as a minor boundary. Minor. (laughs) Minor. I'm warming up. Okay. I'm warming up. Okay. Uh, Let's go for the second voice note, please. So, middle of boundary week... I'm finding this tough, clubbers. I mean, tough. And the reason why is that this week is making me see things that aren't working for me in my life, things I've been putting up with that I don't want to put up with anymore, things that I've been accepting that are not really acceptable. Um, And once you see it, you can't unsee it. So... I guess this week is showing me what's okay and what's not okay. Which means tough conversations, which means tough boundary work, which means potentially rubbing someone else up the wrong way or upsetting someone. It's just all very grey but necessary and hard and scary and I guess at the end liberating. But I'm midweek and it's tough. So tough that you stood in the middle of a motorway. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, to get run over. Your life. 
<laughs> now I was walking the dog, right. which was apt because that is what that that was the thing that came up for me. So whatever's going on in my house, mm-hmm. it just needs all addressing because at the moment I feel like everything is on me. Can you expand a little? Everything is my responsibility. Walking the dog. Okay. We all agreed to get the puppy. Yes. We all wanted the puppy. Yes. The kids drove me absolutely crazy yes. for the puppy. You know how it goes. And what did I say to you? I'm the only one that walks the puppy. What did I say to you? You will be the only person responsible for that dog. The food, the vet, the insurance and the walking and the picking up the shit. It's always on mummy. It's, yeah. And, and Adam at the beginning was better. Yeah. But for some reason, he just does not walk this dog. Novelty wore off. He doesn't like walking. I like walking. I'm happy walking the dog, but I can't walk her every day. Anyway, we took her to the trainer because there's a few things going on with... I took her to the trainer because there's a few things going on with her. And the trainer said, she needs more exercise. How much exercise is she getting a day? And I said, she's getting about 45 minutes a day. And she said, that's not enough. You need to double it. Mm -hmm. So she either needs two of those walks or you take her for one very long hour and a half walk. Um, And I said, I don't have time. And she said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but she needs... This is... She's a tiny little dog. Doesn't matter though. No, she said it doesn't matter. She's very, very energetic Mm. and you need to exhaust her. Yeah. So I called up my husband. He's been away this week. So I called him up and I said to him, and here's where the boundary was. This is what needs to happen. I've just been to the trainer. I am telling you now, if you do not pick up the slack with this dog and walk the dog as much as I do, I am hiring a dog walker and you will be paying for it. Finished. End of conversation. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, good. Now, I have been trying to have that conversation with him for months. Yeah. But I always come at a place from, it's not fair. I'm the only one that walks the dog. Why is no one else walking? You know, victim mentality of it's not fair on me and yeah. moaning at everyone yeah. and whining at everyone. But this was just, as Nancy said, clear. Okay, yeah. I didn't do it with grace and love. I did it with, I was irritated. And I just said, this is what is happening. Yeah. Either walk the dog or we're going to have to spend money getting the dog walked. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And he said, okay. Okay, good. Look, he's been away. Good. Yeah. So it hasn't been implemented yet. Yeah. But he gets back tonight. Mm-hmm. So let's see. And mm-hmm. I'm giving him a week. Mm-hmm. And if he does not uh, share the burden, if he does not share the load, mm-hmm. I'm hiring a dog walker. Cause okay. Because it's, it's not on. I'm, so you've found your boundary. <laughs> yes. And you are sticking to it. I'm sticking to okay, it. Okay, good. Yes. Good. So I feel really good about that. Good. So that was that. Great. Then, a, how, what did I score for that? I'd say A minus. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to give me a B. No. Okay, fine. So then my friend, we were doing a rotor to a party on Saturday night. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, we had had the conversation with Nancy on the Friday. Okay. So I was, it was fresh and I was inspired and all of it. Yes. Anyway, so my friend said to me, I was taking four kids Mm -hmm. uh, to a party Mm -hmm. and then, and I had my, and I had Lily Rose in the car. Yeah. So she said to me, um, can you take my other daughter Mm -hmm. with you because she, and just drop her in the road next door? Yeah. So I said, well, I would, but I haven't got any room in the car because the car's full. Yes. So she said, okay, don't worry. Don't bother trying, don't bother coming to get the girls. I'll take them anyway, because I've got to go anyhow. Right. So I knew that she was pissed off about it. So I said, are you pissed off? Mm -hmm. So she wrote back, yes. But what, so, okay, hang on. But what are you supposed to do about the fact you physically cannot fit that many people in a car? You can't tie one to the roof rack. I'm not saying it was logical. But it wasn't. There's no point being pissed off. You can't leave your child at home alone to I'm drop just children to a party. I, I, I agree like, with you. I wasn't the one pissed okay. off. I agree. She can be pissed off, but there's nothing you would do about no, that. No, but normally I would take that on. Not as in, oh, I'll remove children and I'll do what yeah. I can. As in, I would have taken that on and got upset about it. Right. Oh, 
I haven't been able to accommodate her. Oh, she's pissed off with me. Oh, I feel bad. I would have got, it would have whirred around in my head again and again and again and again and again because I hate people being pissed off with me. I do too. It's It's a horrible, horrible feeling. I totally agree with you, but but you weren't doing it to annoy her. I know. Obviously, generally, you don't go around wanting to piss people off on purpose, obviously. But I just knew that she was... But she was also bringing them home. That was the deal. I was yes, taking them, she yeah, was bringing yeah. them home. So I could have, and it did go through my mind for a mere second. I could have said, oh, don't worry, I'll pick them up later. You don't have to do it. Just so that we didn't then rote her and I didn't feel bad. And the whole story that we were talking about with Nancy, the whole nonsense story. No, because that was the deal, right? It's not my fault that her daughter needed dropping somewhere else. It, that wasn't part of what we yes, were doing. Yes. Um, if I could have, I would have. Anyway, I literally had Nancy in my mind, Mm -hmm. and I thought, just send love. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know you're pissed off. You know I haven't done anything wrong. I love you. Let me know when you get over it, because I'm ignoring you up until then. And I sent about 12 emoji kisses. Okay. She ignored me. (laughs) And then about two hours later, I got a message. I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, because then I went out with my youngest daughter, and we went out for dinner, and we watched a film, and but it would have consumed me yeah. during the evening. Of course, no, totally, totally. Yes. There's nothing worse than the feeling of someone who you love being pissed off with you or yeah. upset with you or feeling like you've done them wrong. Yes. Yeah, awful, horrible but, feeling. But I totally let go of it. My good, boundary good. was, yeah. this isn't mine. Yeah. So that is yours. You go deal with that and let me know when it's done. Nice. And it was amazing. Was it quite freeing? It was really freeing. And the more like emoji kisses I was sending her, the more yeah. I knew I was going to annoy her and the yeah. more I was finding it amusing. So it was just a totally different experience of what it would have been normally. Do you think that you slightly diluted the no? Yeah, with totally. The, yeah. Do you think that was a bit the same as me asking for permission to not go to the party? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I would have done that had I not spoke, if, had we not have had that conversation with Nancy of you can do it with love and grace. Mm. normally I probably would have been a bit irritable back well it's not my fault and you can't blame me and I haven't done anything wrong mm. but it, it wasn't okay. it was okay. a I love you get over it let me know when it's done okay nice I think I handled it very differently yeah. okay and then the next morning obviously we spoke and we were really laughing about it so it was fine I have a final voice note okay. so my boundaries this week are all very domesticated um, and the boundaries that I need to set are all very much within my household this morning, came downstairs, went to the dishwasher, and I just thought, no. After listening to Nancy, no. My children can empty this dishwasher, and I'm not going to have a row with them, and I'm not going to, you've got to empty the dishwasher, and I'm sick of it. I'm not doing any of that. Like what Nancy said, you do it with love, and you're clear, and you're concise, and that is what I'm going to do. I shall report back. It was like a magic wand. I think this could really help you generally with the like household, <laughs> household screeching. Stuff. Yeah. 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 I think it, it would, it could serve you. It did. So what happened? Uh, they both came down downstairs yep. um, and I said, one of you needs to empty the dishwasher. Don't mind which one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it together. So just decide, but it needs doing. And thank you so much because that will really, really help me out. And it means that we can get out quicker. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. No backlash. There was a little bit of, Lily Rose said, well, have I got to do it or has Daisy got to do it? I said, don't mind. But if you could, I would be so, so grateful. Mm-hmm. And she emptied it. I, I mean, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. She just emptied it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And I said to her afterwards, thank you so much. Nice. Bit of gratitude. I was really grateful. 
Yeah. I'm really, always grateful when someone else does it. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah. So my boundary was, no, I'm not doing it. They can do it. And I stuck to it. Nice. Grade? B plus. Oh, l- less than... Because I want you to do it more. I'm giving you a slightly lower grade <laughs> to encourage you to do that a little more. You see, teachers used to do that to me. I always found it very demotivating. Oh, I'm sorry. So but if you I... could, if, if, if the bigger the grade, the more likely I am to stick to it. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Shall we summarise? Yes. What worked for you? Um, doing it with love and grace. I thought it was a beautiful piece. Yep. Your boundaries are between you and you mm-hmm. and that no one else can cross them unless you let them. Yes. It is totally all your work. And I love that because it gets you out of victim mentality. It gets you out of blaming anybody else. This is, the work is between you and you. And yeah. I think that is beautiful. Yeah. What worked for you? Setting the boundaries allowed me to conserve energy, physical energy in the case of the party, emotional and mental energy in the case of the potential client and reduce my mental load. Nice. And that's, that, that is so that's articulate what because and, that's, what, that's what it's for. Yeah. And it gave me agency to put myself first and centre, which is not my default, but is is what Nancy is talking about. Yeah, I I couldn't give this woman what I needed to give her, which was my heart going into the job. No, blood. And good intent. Blood, sweat and tears. And I can't do it without good intent. It's not, that's not okay for me or for her. So yeah, that that was what worked for me. Lovely. What didn't work? The worrying about what the how the other person is going to yeah. react. Of course, that's always we're we're so conditioned to think about that. Yeah, it it doesn't work. Yeah, because it sticks you so keeps you so stuck in that story of well, what are they going to think and what are they going to do? And because I've had it for months with my husband. Oh well, he's busy and he doesn't like walking and I like walking and it doesn't. It just keeps you stuck in the resentment. Exactly which, what I put: obligation yeah. and guilt sense of obligation and guilt it doesn't work doesn't but it's it's a hard thing to shift after many years of putting yourself in that position yeah I was gonna say of conditioning but if we go with Nancy well no there's no conditioning you've allowed that to happen to yourself and you're responsible for that right? yeah yeah and, and as hard a pill as that is to swallow it is it's also it gives you liberation and it gives you the opportunity to change it yeah because if you're going to sit in blame and you're going to sit in victim mentality, you can't change anything and you will stay in resentment. Is that what we learned? Well, that's what I've said is once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And then resentment builds if you don't deal with it. Mm. And you have two choices. So you either accept the situation as it is. Let's take my husband, for example. I either accept that he's not going to walk the dog. But you have to accept it with grace. Yes. Yeah. You have to accept it or you have to change it. Yeah. And I couldn't accept it. So I have to change it. Right. And you? But I need to look a little bit more at using my time well and not using it only to serve others and never to serve myself. Because I feel like I do that quite a lot. Do you think you've got better at that? Having hosted this podcast for a year and a half? Maybe a little bit. And also, the thing that's funny is because all my friends listen, that helps. Okay. (laughs) You know what what I mean? mean? They would be like, hello, why aren't you asking me for help? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That sort of thing. Right. 
I'm here to help. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. So it but, served me in that way. But that's them doing the work, not you doing the work. Or they'll notice I'll have said, you know, I'm really bad at X, Y, Z. And so they'll kind of shove me along that path a little more because nice. they've heard it. And nice. Knows. Thank you for listening. That was our show on boundaries. We shall be back on Friday with some more boundary talk and we'll be hearing from you guys how you get on with boundaries and all stories that you come up with and tell us. And Nancy has a very special treat for our listeners. She is giving challenge of the week. Yes, this she week. is. So make sure you tune in for that. Yeah. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Uh, you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or and slash or and go and write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you love this show. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh my God, yes. It's new. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's called Self Care Club. Yes. And if you missed our live that we just spoke about you can actually still watch it because it's on there this might go out though we might have done our next live I don't know no I don't think so it's okay it's just said anyway <laughs> no you might have done anyway thank you so much see you Friday bye bye <laughs>